0: Are you ready for this? Sean Merriman, a one-hand sack. Boom, boom, boom. Out go the lights. This is Lights Out with Sean Merriman.
1: What's up, guys? We're back again with another Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman. Um, And we got just a stone cold beast. Somebody who played the game the way it was supposed to be played. Every day, day in, day out, just went at it hard. Hard. The Houston Texans, Brian Cushing. Um, yeah, I was watching Cushing since he was uh, a linebacker at USC. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him uh, coming up. I seen him do the uh, lights out dance, man, and that's my first time, really. And I watched him in college, but that's my first time where I was glued to this guy because he played the game the way it's supposed to be played. So I'm going to ask him about the 17 game season, how he feels about that, his career, and with also what he's looking at doing. I know he was a strict conditioning coach for some time down at the. Houston, Texas organization, and is he looking to coach and, and do thing, more things after that? So, Brian Cushing. What up, dude? What's going on, man? Uh, not
2: much, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Busy but good. Busy but good. Yep. Yeah. Can't complain.
1: So, you're, you you're out there in Texas still right yeah. now, right? That's where, you, that's where you're located.
2: Yeah, we're in, we're in Houston, man. We're, we're, we're here for a little bit, foreseeable future. You know, we got the two boys in school. The young baby, so it's kind of tough to move right now. Unless, unless uh, an opportunity came up, but I'm in, I'm in no rush to find anything right now.
1: Yeah, what's, what's that opportunity?
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe coaching? coaching, maybe. Um, you know, I was with the team last two years. Um, I would go back on the, on the strength and conditioning side, and I was helping with linebackers a good amount too. Uh, good deal. You know, good experience to be back in the NFL, um, especially with the team I played for. But, you know, it, it'd also be cool to get an experience with, with a different organization or just a different league altogether. College, high school, whatever. Um, you know, but the main thing, though, is just boys are getting bigger and getting older. I'm coaching their baseball, I'm coaching their football. So right now, that's, that's just the priority.
1: Yeah. Just can you do you see yourself getting back in? Because you know how those coaching hours are crazy. And, you know, we go there and normally our Wednesdays and Thursdays are crazy long. But yeah, think of how long the coaches Wednesdays and Thursdays, 13, 14 hours. You ready to get back into that? I don't know.
2: I I, I honestly can't answer that. But I tell you what, one thing is, is the I always had respect. I always had respect for the coaches. I always had respect for the time they put in. But there was a, a newfound respect for all staff members going back. Cafeteria workers, equipment guys. I mean, strength uh, strength conditioning sports medicine they are there all day just trying to craft the the, the best team possible you know and um a lot of thankless jobs uh, of of people that you know you kind of take for granted while you're playing because you, the only thing you see is the time you're there right, right. so it's that short that short span that short window of the, the hours that you're there during the day and then you go live your normal life but there's another six Eight hours, you know, all those people are still at the, the stadium grinding to put a, a, a great game plan, a great travel itinerary together for you. Um, so there's just there's so much work that goes into it. Um, it was a it was a real good opportunity to go back and kind of see all that in a different light.
1: Dude, because people ask me all the time, what I get back in the coach? And I said, you know what, my my son's ten. Yeah, maybe I, I would coach one of his teams, or I right. would go back and coach high school because the hours, you know, isn't the same but going to that college level or going to that pro level and probably more so pro than college because pro it's, it's, that's your job. You're doing it all day. You don't, right. you're not, you're not in the facility and stuff like that. You're there all damn day. Right. I said, that's, that's the only thing that's stopping me from getting back into co- to coaches. I can't do it.
2: No, the hours are crazy. They, the hours are crazy. It's a full commitment, And it's, and it's all year round. You know, there, there is no off season for coaches, man. Like they get a couple, couple weeks off broken up here and there. And, uh, you know, you, that's the one thing about the NFL, and especially coaching. Like, you truly have to love it. You have to be all about it all the time. Because if you're not, it'll expose you, man, and, and you'll, you'll be miserable.
1: And, I, and another thing is, I said, I got to go back and coach a me. If I come across another me that's talking shit. <laughs> 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 talking shit. Go. Exactly. And it will happen. Not, not, not standing in your gap. If I see a play, I'm going to make it. I'm going under the block for the damn and I'm going to make the play. I said, I would go crazy if I got to deal with that.
2: No doubt. No doubt.
1: As long as he makes the play, that's that's my rule, right? Yeah, That's it. So, hey, so what else, Because I, I know you you don't post this, but I know we talk about it. Um, in your you know your your jujitsu and how long that ha- how how did that happen for you, man? Because when I when I started, I started with Jay Glazer. Yep, like back in two thousand five, two thousand six. Yep, and they were just telling me, say, you know what, just go get better with your hand eye coordination, your hips being able to open up, and 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 do that and get better with your hands. So I said, okay, cool. I'll try it out. Yeah. I walk in the gym one day and next say, I know Jay Glazer's right there. And then Randy Couture's there. Yeah. And so I'm like, yo, and I, and me, I'm thinking that he's bringing me in there to spar with Randy Couture. And I said, right. this is the guys, look, this ain't going down today. Right. It's right, not right. happening. Yeah. So how, how did you, what, what made you get into it?
2: So I actually had um, a real similar experience too. um, after my first year in the NFL, I went back to school at USC and, um, I finished up my degree, and while I was there, Jay invited me out to come train. So we we had trained that off season just a little bit. It was a bunch of sparring and a, and a bunch of grappling, takedowns. Um, Chuck Chuck was there. Chuck Goodell. You know, I, I had an opportunity to roll with him. It was a miserable experience, but it was a learning experience. It, it was it was humbling, but it was awesome at the same time. And then uh, around 2015, my son, my oldest son, was about three years old at the time. Um, and I've been talking to my father-in-law who wrestled all throughout college. I uh, was a national champion at BYU, my wife's dad. And uh, he had mentioned jiu-jitsu as far as getting my kids into it. Um, my, my three-year-old was uh, hyperactive, um, all over the house, very aggressive, you know. So we had uh, looked up some places in Houston. My wife found a, a Gracie Baja out here, um, and we took him over there. I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea what to expect, but, you know, just see the transformation in his attention, his discipline, and just his kind of overall body control. It was the perfect combination. Um, so I would watched it for a couple of years with both my boys. Uh, then my younger one got into it when he was about two and a half. They let him on the mats a little bit early, but he, he was more than ready with having an older brother. So he was excited to get out there. And it wasn't until I was officially done playing about six months after the, uh, head professor over there opiano malachias asked me you know why don't you come out and try this like i i I see he could see there was something missing from my life um it was that kind of that awkward gap after done you're done playing and there there's there's just a void right that you have to fill that you have to you have to fulfill again and um it was it was the perfect transition for me um it was so much more technical than i had ever realized i just thought you know the bigger guy strong guy would always win um the more athletic guy would always win or tougher. um until i it wasn't until i got out into the mats and realized just how every single detail was so important um losing to 185 pound 190 pound guys and 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 being a little annoyed but mostly humble um and it kept me coming back it kept me wanting me to learn more to, to get better, to get more technical, to, to get on the level of these guys. So um, in in a crazy way, it was almost also therapeutic for me. You know, I know a lot of guys after football like to go play golf and, and relax. And it just wasn't for me. I, I tried it for a little bit. It, it, it's fun, but it didn't give me that same sensation and fulfillment that I got from playing football. Um, and I think as linebackers, I you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. Um, so it was just one of those things that once I, Gotten to jiu jitsu, I, I just went full speed into it. Um, I'm about two and a half, almost three years in. Blue belt, working on a purple belt. Maybe eventually start competing, but um, would like to continue to get better before I really go out there and you know go against guys that it, it is their
0: profession. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissele Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Some 41 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two door cinema club.
1: So you're talking about competing more of the kind of the flow grappling or jujitsu tournaments on, on that on that part of it, right? Not not full MMA.
2: Correct. No, I don't think so. Um, and I'm not completely ruling that out ever. I just have no experience doing it. Yet. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's kind of the last sport you just want to jump into and think that, you know, you can just you roll it out there. Um, you know, as a guy who's taking enough, uh, hits to the head, that's, uh, I probably need some more preparation before I step out there. But, uh, that's the thing I like about grappling too. Um, it, it's a lot safer than, than people kind of make it out to be, um, in, in, in jujitsu. Obviously you need to know when to tap, um, you, you know, an ankle, a knee or anything can go at the wrong time and have to know when you're in real vulnerable situations and when you are in true danger. Um, so that just comes with more experience as well. But as of right now, I would probably tailor it more towards grappling slash jujitsu.
1: I tell everybody this, especially when you get done playing, that it's good to maybe even want, while you're playing, pick up that discipline, right? Whether it's jujitsu, whether yep. there's some kind of grappling. I mean, I remember the first day that we went in, I was just pummeling, right? And I was just I yeah. was tired as hell. Just the first day I was in there, and I was exhausted. We didn't get on the ground. Yeah. We didn't do anything. We were just pummeling and kind of moving around, and I was exhausted. So I try to tell yep. those guys, especially you know, when you're done and you got that free space, pick up some kind of combat sport. If it's boxing, if it's, you know, light sparring, rolling, rap, whatever that, that other discipline is, because that's, to me, and you just spoke on it, it, it starts to fill a void of having that 330-pound offensive lineman a, 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 a right across from you, and he's yes. trying to compete and get you on the ground or throw you around or whatever that is. Like, that, to me, it, it started to – to wake me up again in the morning. I had a reason to get up when I was going to spar yeah. and I was training yeah. and I just felt better about everything else.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, why did we choose football in, in, in the first place? It did something to us. Um, it was a physical competitive sport. And as you know, Chris doesn't know, so like you're saying and you, you're preaching to guys, And I've I've tried to pull more guys in, even that they're currently playing, because it's one thing that I wish I did while I was
1: still playing. So you you said that you wish that you were playing, like doing it while you were training jujitsu or doing some kind of combat sport while you were playing?
2: I do. I do. You know, and I thought more about it um, as I've started training. I think that there's so many relatable things that transition so well, um, especially from a linebacker position, from from wrestling and jujitsu, body control. Double leg takedowns that that translate directly into tackles. Um, just separation of getting people off you, understanding hand and wrist control, understanding momentum. And, um, you know, whether you're still playing or done playing, I, I really truly believe it is, it is the, the perfect transition from one sport to another. And on top of it, obviously that the cardiovascular load that you just take on. I mean, there is nothing, there is nothing to me harder than grappling. When you're going as hard as you can in an individual sport versus another person for time, and you know that everything depends on you winning or you'll be on the bottom getting choked out, that, that's a brutal workout right there.
1: Uh, you know, it's crazy you said that. So I had a, a – when I first started, I had a 185-pound guy that I could not get off the ground. He had me on the go. He about a 190. He had me on the ground, and I could not get up. Yeah. Every time I tried to get up, he would take me right back down. Yes. And so when I tell people, I was like, "It's the most humbling shit that you ever dealt with." Like, no doubt, you looking at this dude, you see him, you're like, "Man, I don't, I'm gonna crush this yep. cat. I'm gonna crush him." Yep. And he's taking you down. He's doing whatever he wants with you because he just has that discipline.
2: He does. He does. It, it's it's super frustrating, um, but it's it's also motivating at the same time because that that's the kind of stuff that got me keep to keep coming back. Like, how does he know exactly what to do in that situation?
1: Hey, so you you know one thing I wanted to bring up so. When you were in college, man, and this was this was crazy. I was at my locker, and we the, the you guys game was on, and you hit the lights out dance, <laughs> and so Vincent, ja- I was in front of my locker. Vincent Jackson came running over to me and said, "Yo, lights, look, look, look! Uh, this linebacker, Brian Cushing, just did the lights out dance." I said, "Get the hell out of here!" And I run over to the TV, and I'm watching. They replayed it, and I think you got a flag on that play, <laughs> yeah. and so. Yo, I mean, I, we went, everybody, Darren Sprook, Spro, we all went crazy in the locker room. We seen that, man. What, what happened at that, like, did you, did you plan that? Or would you watch and say, I'm going to get a sack or get a big hit and do it? Or it just happened?
2: Absolutely, man. Me, Clay Matthews, all the guys were huge fans, man. I mean, obviously, we were right in Los Angeles. You guys were in San Diego at the time. Um, you guys were just steamrolling people on defense. And uh, it was one of those things that I think it was, it was my third sack in the Rose Bowl. And it was like, I, I got to do it now. And and we were winning in the game. We were going to win. And uh, I, I just had to, had to let it loose. I had to let it loose and, and show the celebration, man. I was, I was a big fan and uh, it was one of those moments I knew it was a natural spotlight. I had to do it.
1: Dude, it, it was, it was next level. We went crazy in the locker room watching the game. And uh, yeah, no, that, that was dope. But who who were some of your other guys that you watched because you played the game, man, like it, I look at it like a handful of guys and obviously people saw you on Sunday, but I think for me personally, it would kind of change everything watching you play was the hard knocks you guys had. And we got, I got a chance. We, we everybody seen you in practice. We saw this intensity every day. So who, who did you kind of mold your game? Who's some of the guys that you watched growing up?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think growing up, I was a huge Lawrence Taylor fan um, growing up right in New Jersey um, was, was a, I guess you can say a Giants fan at the time, more of a fan of football. Um, and then I slowly trans- transitioned over to Ken Norton Jr., who then was my linebacker coach at USC. Uh, just a surreal opportunity to kind of be able to play with him, be coached by him, be with him every single day. And then as I got older, it was, you know, it was you, uh, Patrick Willis, Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, just guys that played hard, man, guys that, that, that demanded respect that was the thing was the linebacker was just in position. It was, it was about an attitude as well. Like you had to be felt like you had to be feared. There was nothing like hitting someone and, and, and seeing the, the whole other team just staring at you. Like, thank God that was him and not me. Right. Because it, it's one of those positions. Like you have to, you have to, from the start of a game, instill yourself. And um, I love playing the position. I love playing it aggressively, but it was the one thing which was, I think I'm most proud of but was also my downfall in my career was how hard I went every day because I think eventually it just wore me down mentally and physically, but I could not stomach someone getting the better of me, even in practice. So, and I knew, you know, as a linebacker and one of the alphas in the defense, you were going to be tested every single day. You were going to get every best running back. You were going to get every best tight end. Every single one to take you out when he was pulling but I could not be okay with taking a playoff and letting get the best of me. So, you know, whether it was practice and you, you can ask coaches, players on the team, anyone, I would knock myself out in practice because it was that important to me where probably I should have, you know, tailored it a little bit, taken it down, saved for the games. But I just felt every time I went on the field, that was my name. That was my reputation. There was no more important people to impress than my teammates.
1: And I, and I feel the same thing. I played through stuff that I probably shouldn't have played through. Maybe I should have. If, no if something was going to take two or three weeks to heal, I should have took all two or three weeks and came nice. back and got better instead of, you know, having that mentality to go, 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 go. And I'm not sitting yeah. down. And I'm playing through everything. You become this warrior. And sometimes it come back and bite you in the ass. And it did. And, and while well, I stopped playing early, do you think now, in today's game, and I'm going to that 17-game season, do you think you'll yeah. be able to play a whole entire, a whole entire year?
3: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: Possibly. I think it would be hit or miss. You know, I mean, obviously, it is it is, it is just one more game. But I, I think, that, you know, you and I can personally attest to how, how hard every single game is, especially later in the year. Um, and and, and my, my biggest thing and my concern is what is, does it take away from the importance of the in-conference rivalry games. You know, if a team is 12-0, are they going to sit their guys' last three games? I don't know. Um, but as physical as a game as it is already, I am not not a big fan at all about adding another one, especially we're talking about the same pay for these guys, right? You want to add a, a game, add another paycheck. And I'm not really sure. I can't I, I personally say how many guys I've talked to that are still playing that even agreed to this in the first place. So... Lies, decisions are made, and it seems like no one ever had to say about
1: it. A hundred percent, and I and I say this, man. Like we all know, especially when you get down in the game, you're gonna have a shoulder, you're gonna have a knee, finger, wrist, lower back, ankle. Something, something is gonna be disfigured on you for life. That's just a part of it. Yeah, but right. as long as I'm compensated appropriately for it, where I can take care of my family, I can take care of the things, and I'm putting my body in the line. I don't have a problem with it. So I, when I sat back and saw that, I had to go back and look at and see the pay structure. It's something different. Right. And I saw that there really was no different. And I said, hold, hold on. Yep. Who, who voted for this? Who, who had their right. hand in this? Because anybody that played the game, like we playing the game. Yeah. Isn't agreeing, is going to be on board with this.
2: Right. Now, that's the thing. You know, I, I, you talk with guys that are still playing all the time. I talk with guys that are still playing all the time and former guys. It, it, unless you are, you know, head of the nfl pa I'm not sure who really has a say. I'm just, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm not sure how many guys actually have a say, and if their vote really, really matters. I like. I feel like lies decisions are already pre-made.
1: hundred uh, percent. So what's next, man? You you get the right opportunity, uh, whether it's a college, pro, the right opportunity to come and coach. Yeah, that that's something you a direction you're looking at going in.
2: I think I can see myself getting back into the coaching eventually. Um, and I think a lot is going to be determined on uh, the future of, of my boys at home, uh, what they want to do, how involved they want to be in, in how many different sports. You know, a lot of these schools down here are getting real selective with uh, these one sport athletes uh, where I'm pushing multi sports. So that's that's making it tougher on us as, as we're busy year round. But, uh, you know, there's nothing I'd rather do. But I'm not ruling out coaching somewhere else if, if the right opportunity was to come up.
1: Cool, cool, cool thing, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you for coming on. And then uh, I'll I'll be down there, man. I'm going to come get some work. Absolutely. That's that's one thing. I just started getting on the ground this year. I've been standing up, you know, most of my time in training MMA or training combat sports in general. And during the pandemic was the first time when the the private gyms opened back up that I started getting onto the ground. And like you said before, it's fun as hell for me because every day I'm learning something. Yeah. Um, I did. It gets me out of the bed. As soon as I get off right now, I'm going to go roll and get me some work in. So I'm coming down there, man, getting some work <laughs> for sure.
2: Let me know, man. I'm excited. I'll be looking forward to it. Always. Okay, my
1: dude. My dude. Appreciate it, man. All right, brother. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening in to another Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman. And, uh, man, I didn't know that, uh, that Kush was uh, – that into jujitsu i know we talked about it at some point in time and a little bit but i didn't know that he was doing it on a daily basis uh but he agrees in one thing that i said i believe that all athletes i don't care what sport football basketball baseball rugby track whatever it is soccer that when you're done you should pick up some kind of combat sport um you know most people i guess kind of look at it as going to get punched in the face and it's not like that at all you have many forms many disciplines of combat sports um, and it's something that you can compete in when you're done playing. <clears throat> Lights Out Extreme Fighting. But um, <laughs> had to drop that nugget. But uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening to another Lights Out podcast. Me, Sean Raymond. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, leave those great reviews. I read all of them. And uh, I think we went over a few hundred thousand now downloads and subscriptions. So I'm losing count, man. We're growing. It's all because of you guys. So I appreciate that. Keep subscribing. Leave those great reviews